This is Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. This was, I think, perfect intro. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it around to people. Yeah, so. me too. I got I got more excited just as we were talking about it. That'll yeah, be great. definitely. Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. I'm your host, Jonathan Master. We're trying something a little different in these episodes in that we're centering our questions around the topic of an upcoming Alliance conference, the Blue Ridge Bible Conference, which will be held on March 31st and April 1st at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Harrisonburg, Virginia. We're interviewing each of the speakers, but today we have the privilege of speaking with the pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church and the convener of the conference, Todd Pruitt. Todd will be known to many of you through the Mortification of Spin blog and the podcast, which he co-hosts. And we wanted to speak to him today about both the value of conferences in general and about the particular value of this conference. So, Todd, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Jonathan. Great to talk to you. Todd, you're a working pastor, preaching every week. Your church is actively engaged in a number of really good things. So my first question is this. What what role do you see a conference playing, both in the life of your own congregation and then in the region where God has placed you? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm someone who's personally benefited from conferences, and so I, I thought, Wow, you know, I'm I'm in a church and I'm a part of a presbytery and I know, you know, I'm connected with the alliance and so, you know, how can I kind of bring together those resources for something for our region? We're we're in a region in the in the Shenandoah Valley that really doesn't see many conferences like this for quite a an area around us. We have a lot of churches both here in the valley and and beyond, and there's really nothing like this in our region. And so as I talked with the guys on our staff and as I talked with uh, the session at our church, they were all very enthusiastic about the idea of hosting something that would be not only a good resource for our church, but for the churches in our region, the churches in our presbytery, and then churches outside of the PCA, um, both right around here in the Shenandoah Valley and and beyond, and, 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 and give laypersons and elders exposure to some teachers that they might not ordinarily get a chance to interact with or hear. And I see it as something that that is supplemental, supplemental to the ordinary means of grace that God has entrusted to their churches, but something where we can reach across lines, come together, and be challenged on uh, some common subjects that I think would be helpful for, for them as believers and helpful, hopefully, for their churches as well. Now, you mentioned that in your own growth as a pastor and, and your own growth as a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, there were some kind of key inflection points for you that yeah. had to do with conferences and conference speakers whom you wouldn't have otherwise been able to hear. So I wonder if you could yeah. talk a little about about what role conferences like these have played in your yeah. in your life as a Christian and a minister. Yeah. You know, I, I attended for, I think it was nine years in a row up until about three years ago, I attended the Basics Conference at uh, Parkside Church in the Cleveland area, uh, where, where Alistair Begg is the pastor. I attended that, I think, nine years in a row, and it was really, really a, a great time. It was something I looked forward to every year for a couple of reasons. One, the content was always very, very good. And then I also just looked forward to the fellowship of the pastors that were there. We had meals together. And so I found that to be a refreshing time, a time where I always received really good, challenging instruction, and then just 
uh, rubbing shoulders with other pastors, sharing meals with them, learning things, encouraging each other. And so for me, that was always a time that I really looked forward to. The last few years, I've gone down in the spring, I've gone down to um, Mississippi to uh, to be a part of a, a smaller several days with PCA pastors at a little conference that First Presbyterian Jackson has been hosting for years. It's at their own conference site called Twin Lakes. And there again, the content is always really good and challenging and refreshing. And then the fellowship of other, in this case, PCA pastors, like-minded guys, confessional guys, to just encourage and uh, and sharpen each other. So for me, that's really good. And because it's good for me, my hope is that it's also, uh, it also pays dividends for the church I pastor as well, because I come back refreshed, I come back sharpened. Yeah, I can testify to the same thing. I don't go to a lot of conferences as an attendee, but there's one in particular that I consistently do attend, and the friendships that I've developed there, and yeah. the teaching that I've heard of as well, have been really transformational. So yeah. I, I agree with all that. Now, about this conference in particular, the mm-hmm. title is God Has Spoken. So I wonder if you yes. could explain a little of what's behind that and what kinds of issues you're hoping to put in front of people. Yeah. When I first brought the idea to our staff and to our session, my intention was, you know, let's see if the Lord might bless to make this either an annual or an every other year a semi-annual event where we will address certain subjects that are pressing, whether or not people feel they're pressing at the time, but issues that we believe are pressing. And so this first event, it may be the only event. I hope it's just a first event. I wanted to come out of the shoot talking about some aspects of of the doctrine of Scripture. And I happened to know, just from my own conversations with you, for instance, um, that you had an interest in something that is very dear to my heart, which is the sufficiency of Scripture. And one of the reasons why that is so important is that as you look across the landscape of evangelicalism, one of the doctrines that just takes a beating is the sufficiency of Scripture. Even, unfortunately, in a lot of conservative, evangelical, and and in some cases, reformed churches. So you and I were chatting at a dinner one time, and I found out that this was a bit of a hot button for you, and so that got me very interested in in inviting you. I invited Greg Beal to come out, and he's going to be talking some about um, the role that Scripture has in the life of the believer. And then our friend Carl Truman is going to be there to talk about the authority of Scripture, and specifically using uh, Jay Gresson Machen as as a reference point there. Amy Bird's going to be doing a Saturday morning breakfast with ladies, again, talking about the role of Scripture in our lives. So I think that this will be a, actually, I'm confident this will be a, a very encouraging time for lay people in the church, as well as for, for elders, along various lines, but wanted to come out very strong and, and lay some foundational work for the importance of God's Word, for the necessity of trust in the sufficiency of God's Word. Yeah, I remember that dinner well, and I think you're right. I mean, it was really obvious right from the outset that we were both on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if you could even expand on that a little more. You looked at the evangelical church. You saw that a lot of issues related to the authority and particularly the sufficiency of the Scriptures seemed to be in flux. And so so how have these things sort of worked themselves out in your own life as a pastor? Yeah. You know, when I first began to learn about the sufficiency of Scripture, um, it was liberating in a lot of ways. I mean, I was raised conservative, Southern Baptist, 
big, big church, broadly evangelical but conservative, but I never heard or had categories for the sufficiency of Scripture. Even though it was a conservative church, a church that took preaching seriously, nevertheless, there was lots of space for this language of wanting a, a new experience with God. And, you know, you would hear statements like, well, you know, a sermon's fine, but what we really need is, you know, dot, dot, dot. Or, And so, you know, it was always, well, yes, we've got the Bible, but we also need a lot more as well. And, and, and that was just ubiquitous. You know, that was those kinds of thoughts and statements would have just never been would have just never been challenged. Now, you fast forward into into recent years, and of course you have the phenomenon of Jesus calling, you know, and Sarah Young's famous words in her introduction of, I had the Bible, but I wanted more. And again, that sounds really spiritual, and for the untrained heart, that sounds even right. But that's not a biblical vision for our spiritual growth. I can't help but think about Jesus' words in his own prayer to the Father, that he would sanctify us by his word. Word. And if you go back and trace the history of God's covenant people, what do we see God doing when he wants to speak to them? But he gathers them together and gives them his word. And that's what he continues to do. And so I'm very concerned about my brothers and sisters who are in the, the broader evangelical world, that they've been taught to believe that there is something far better and far more pressing for their spiritual growth than the riches that God has given us in his own word. Yeah, I also think that this presses in on pastors quite a bit, because Mm -hmm. just as individuals within the church might say, I had the Bible, but I was looking for something more, I've met a lot of pastors who would say, I've been preaching the Bible, but there must be something more that I need to be doing. There must be some sort of secret ingredient that I'm missing. Exactly, and that's why I say it it was really liberating for me when I first began to to learn about the doctrine of the sufficiency of Scripture. And it wasn't until I was a Southern Baptist pastor who was struggling through Reformed theology and where I began to learn about that for the very first time. I felt a little cheated because it was the first time I was ever taught that, but liberating from the standpoint that, oh, you know what, this is these are the means that God has promised to bless. He's promised to bless the preaching of his word. He's promised to bless the sacraments. He's attached his promises to those things. So why should I seek to use other means to bless his people when he's shown me very clearly those means that he's promised to bless? And, and so we, we want to train our churches and, and God's beloved people in our churches to rejoice in the reception of his word through the preaching of his word and through those, you know, what, what traditionally we would call those visible sermons of baptism in the Lord's Supper. But we want to train God's people to receive those means joyfully as the things that God has promised to bless. Todd, one of the things I remember about our conversation was that we both were sort of bemoaning the fact that there weren't great resources that we could put our hands on and give to members within the church. There might have been more technical things that maybe we'd recommend to pastors, but what do you recommend to church members who are starting to think about these issues of biblical authority and sufficiency, or who are confronted with this pernicious false teaching that what God's given us isn't enough? Yeah, Yeah, that's a good question, because when you think about what actually sells to evangelicals, it's the stuff that kind of undermines the sufficiency of Scripture. And and as you mentioned, you know, so much of the stuff that we have benefited from might be a little thick or a little bit academic, and I long to see more popular treatments 
dealing with the sufficiency of Scripture that you can get into the hands of people. So, I mean, one thing that does fit that bill, several years ago, Kevin DeYoung's little book on the doctrine of Scripture was really, really helpful, and I, I was sure to get that into the hands of a lot of people. And he covers, you know, inerrancy and authority and sufficiency and the necessity, those basic doctrines of Scripture in his little book. And that's one I continue to give out to people as something that's very, very helpful. But there is not by any means a glut of good resources on that subject. I'm sitting here, even as you ask the question, trying to think of several others. I'm sure there are, but I hope that list will grow of resources on God's Word that are that are basic, that are really readable and very accessible for the untrained uh, layperson, the one who has not been to seminary, things that we can put in their hands and say, you know, this is what you can trust. But I also hope that just in the weekly preaching of the word, pastors are training their people, even in the way that they preach, to be better readers of the word, to be better receivers of the word, and better discerners as well. I hope that that's just part of the byproduct of the weekly preached word on the Lord's Day. Yeah, I think you can learn an awful lot by watching regular preaching and watching yes. how it shapes a congregation and shapes, you know, your your own heart and your own Definitely. life. So Todd, one last question. How can people find out more information about the conference? Go to any of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals blog sites, go to their homepage, and you'll see a, a place on any of those sites for events, and you'll see several wonderful events listed. Among those events are, are this particular conference, the Blue Ridge Bible Conference, God Has Spoken. It's really going to be a sweet time. We brought in people that we know are going to be a blessing to the attendees, addressing topics that are going to be helpful and equipping for the attendees. And plus, it's in the Shenandoah Valley, which is just one of God's great gifts to humanity. It is a beautiful, beautiful location. The people are wonderful. The area is beautiful, and there's great food and great coffee out here, and it'll be a great chance. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an informal time. People are going to have a chance to to mill around, to meet each other, to, to chat with the speakers. It's going to be a very, very good and encouraging time, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard from people um, outside of our region who are planning to attend. Um, I've been hearing from pastors within our presbytery that are planning to bring people. So it's it's going to be very good. The, the, the price is really low. It's a steal for what people are going to get. I'm fully confident that the people who come are going to be blessed. Todd, I can't wait. And thanks for all your labors in the Lord, brother. Absolutely, Jonathan. We're looking forward to having you, man. Thank you for listening to Theology on the Go. When we recorded this interview, Online registration for the Blue Ridge Bible Conference was still open. At this point, you'll have to register at the door, but we'd love to have you at the Blue Ridge Bible Conference, the subject of which is God Has Spoken, on March 31st through April 1st. During our interview today, Todd mentioned Kevin DeYoung's book, Taking God at His Word. We'd love to give you the opportunity to receive that for free. Go to placefortruth.org. Click on the Theology on the Go link, and there'll be an opportunity for you to register to win a free copy of that as our gift to you. As you know, Theology on the Go exists as part of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals, and it's only possible for us to air this podcast because of listeners like you. 
If you'd like to support, you can do that on placefortruth.org or through alliancenet.org. And thanks again for listening to Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. <laughs>